WTEL podcasts are powered by Stanley Steamer Air Duct Cleaning, Delaware's clean air experts. Call 1-800-STEAMER. Takeaways from Delaware's primary election. Of course, the Senate uh, race on the Democratic side getting most of the attention beyond Delaware, but there were other races too. Dr. Paul Brewer, Research Director and Professor, Center for Political Communication, University of Delaware. Paul, your thoughts on anything strike you? Well, uh, number one lesson here is it's tough to knock off an incumbent in a primary. So there's a lot of excitement and energy about the Harris campaign, but now it wasn't close. You could say she did respectably, but uh, all that name recognition, all those years of winning elected office, uh, all that fundraising, that, that prevailed for Carper in the end. Although you get that impression in some places, you know, old white guys have been there forever. Uh, some voters want change, but in Delaware, it didn't appear to be sufficient. Yes, uh, in Delaware's not the Bronx or some districts in Massachusetts might be tougher, at least in a race like this, where there's a well-established incumbent to pull off that kind of Yeah, upset. well, I said statewide. If it were, let's say, Wilmington only or Newark only. What about the notion, though, uh, and this is, I realize, a little bit of a stereotype. We could argue that maybe Carrie Harris had more excited followers if she addressed a, a mostly young white audience in a Unitarian church than if she was uh, going to go to a, a, a traditional black church in Wilmington. Yeah, I'm not sure about that. I, you know, I haven't seen any breakdowns on the the vote because we didn't do polling on that. But you know, it, you, you could actually look at the uh, Lisa Blunt Rochester versus Brian Townsend primary and say, you know, the results kind of look a little bit like that. So you can have progressive candidates and they can get to a certain threshold, but they haven't broken on through at the state. Anything else strike you, Attorney General, Auditor, any uh, representative races? Uh, a couple of things. So the Republicans certainly have an interesting U.S. congressional nominee in Scott Walker. I don't think that's what the party had planned on. Yeah, uh, some are saying that's more off the wall than if uh, Mike Protak had won one of his Republican races. Yeah, uh, certainly that would have been a big hill to climb for them beating Blunt Rochester, but that's that's a real long shot. Now, I guess the other race that I'm kind of interested to see play out is the auditor race. It's a little down ballot, but there's a really divided Democratic field that uh, McGinnis eventually came out of, and you know, I, there might be some lingering hard feelings about that. It'd be interesting to see if the Republican nominee Spadola can do well, anything It's with. interesting if that had been a two-person race rather than in a three-person race. Yes, and so the question is, are the people who didn't vote for McGinnis going to come, you know, over to her side, or will they look at another candidate? Yeah, well, I, I, at least I know from interviewing voters, it's become much more partisan. Fewer ticket splitters over the years, and so one assumes uh, sooner or later people begrudgingly, if there are Ds, would, would go with her, but we shall see if that's the exception. Okay, yeah, anything I, else in the final 30 seconds? I guess so you mentioned ticket splitting, and the one most high-profile Republican in the statewide right now is Ken Simbler. Yes. So he was he wasn't opposed in the primary, and neither was Davis on the other side. But if there's a blue wave in this country in 2018, it'll be interesting to see if Simpler manages to withstand that with his incumbency. Whether uh, there can be one uh, statewide Republican office holder or not. We'll leave it there. Uh, Paul Brewer, University of Delaware Center for Political Communication. Thank you, Paul. Thanks for joining us. Thank you.